Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Oh, that was very, that was really, yeah, that was really. It was like a chorus. A chorus. Claire and Erica show. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you guys back. It's been a year, literally a year. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year. I know. And and it's the holidays yet again. I don't know how it happened. Mm -hmm. Like somehow the longest year uh, and it's Thanksgiving or it's Black Mm -hmm. Today. If you're listening to this, it is Black Friday. Let's just jump into it because this is like a big topic du jour mm-hmm. um you guys have retail experience you mm-hmm. guys started out as retailers small business uh sort of also at the turn of black friday becoming more of an internet mm-hmm. uh phenomenon you know, what? <laughs> you know what now that you mention it i think the way you can date it is that when we started yeah. black friday and cyber monday were things that we felt like we had to do two separate things for which like nobody oh. really does anymore because why? Right. And because <laughs> like, it's also just everyone's one long like four day sale. Yeah. And yes. also if you're even doing it on the day, I feel like Amazon's like our Black Friday sales start now. And I'm like, it was yesterday, of July course. 4th. I think it's July 5th. And they're like, Black Friday starts now. And I'm like, what? Huh? I mean, yeah. anything mm-hmm. to get me to buy a nice machine yeah. uh, on super right. discount. So so that is a that uh, that's a peek behind the curtain that I don't have um, as a consumer, mostly. And I think probably most listeners don't have. And so I was hoping you guys as as a as a once small business retailer mm-hmm. could give your interpretation or your experience with Black Friday and just kind of like, I don't know, paint the picture for us a little bit. Well, I will say as a small retailer, Black Friday was never going to be our biggest day because we could never compete with the best buys of the world, with the targets of the world, with what everybody else was doing, which it took us a while to learn. But what we realized is we still had to do something. You have Mm. to participate. So we would do these things that felt like, I don't know, almost more fun, right, Erica, than actually like Well, like as we tried to do sales for a while, it would be like 20% off jewel necklaces for Black Friday, which is just never going to be the thing when this like TV is discounted 45%. Like there's just no, we didn't have a door buster. There was just like no way for us to possibly do that. Um, so then so for- we were way better off doing the 20% off necklaces sale five days later when people would actually notice that we were doing it. So mm. you didn't want to like blow your load on the Black Friday sale because people would miss it. And we would rely on those discounting periods to drive a certain amount of holiday revenue. We just couldn't do them during Black Friday because they wouldn't perform. Right. So sometimes we would do like a gift with purchase kind of thing or whatever. And then one year, Claire, do you remember? <laughs> I did know exactly what you're going to say. Free haiku with purchase. We did personalized haikus. Personalized haikus. <laughs> because it was like yeah. that kind of like that fuck you to this holiday that like is not a th- this holiday, this like retail mm-hmm. holiday that is not a thing. There's no way we're going to be able to compete with like on a monetary, in a monetary way. But what we can compete with is heart, you know? <laughs> um, and we yeah, were just Yeah, you're like, going to give this town the best haiku they've ever seen. Exactly. Yeah. And so just like wrote some haikus. People would send a topic or like who the present was for or whatever. And we just mm-hmm. wrote some haikus for them. That's all. Classic. That. It was it was just this weird thing where we'd have to put in the energy. We'd all sit around a conference table and brainstorm, what are we going to do this year, knowing full well that it was not going to be the thing. And then we'd have to think of another thing for later on when we actually knew we could make some money off of the discounting period. It, and and it, it was just, it was you have, you have to participate type of thing. And I now think some people definitely opt out. I feel like there are now some people who are getting like some smaller businesses that are getting in on singles day in a way that mm. was not happening a few years ago because it does feel like that earlier opportunity to be like, okay, like let's try this instead to try to like beat, you know, beat the big businesses to the sales or whatever. Yeah. 
Singles Day, I got I, I get a bunch of PR. I'm sure you guys also get a bunch of PR emails, and you're like, what the fuck is Singles Day? Like, I was That's always like, what is it? And why right. is all of the skincare 50% off? But also, what skincare do I need to buy at 50% right. off? Um, I mean, yeah, I, it's interesting because um, it, it's almost become, A, a statement not to participate in Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. our, I wish I had done some research and I can do some research for the show notes, but I know that there are big box stores, at least in the last like five years or so, that have said, we are not open on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So... Yes. So remember like the, the evolution Thanksgiving of closure finally. The t- yes. Thanksgiving closures. And it used to be that everything was closed on Thanksgiving and then Target would open at midnight or 5 a.m. or whatever. And now it's like Target opens at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving or Target never closes on six p- at 6 p.m. or Best Buy. I mean, I remember like we would be driving to Thanksgiving because we would be going from New York to Massachusetts and there would be people outside at 3 p.m. sitting in front of Best Buy. I get it. Uh, if you need a TV, there's no better day to get one. But it it seems kind of dismal um well it is it's it's maybe predatory is an overstatement but it's just so stupid and shitty that we're like if you are someone who cannot afford yes a full price television yes. we're gonna ask you to sacrifice yes. your holiday to get get a discounted one yes. when we could do this any day of the year yeah and as a consumer i hate the pressure like it just it it feels totally unnecessary and you understand how this happened of course but there's so much pressure and anxiety of like I got to prep my list I got to know what I want on Black Friday I mean even with our annual gift guides we used to publish them closer to the holidays and we started hearing from people can you publish your gift guides earlier so I can start my plan of attack in advance of Black Friday and it's just I it, it, it's like a true uh, it it's a it's like it's a really consumer capitalism. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's gross. Yeah. that this is that it's gotten this far that we now have these homework assignments and this pressure based around this holiday. It just stinks. It, it, it does it's really not fun. I feel that anybody. way as someone who hosts a podcast about buying stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. and and I also think that like the listeners of the show are very um, uh, like they get it, you know, and I mm-hmm. get it, but it doesn't change the fact. I mean, you can't participate in any sort of buying anything without participating in the like shitty culture that surrounds it totally and unfortunately it's a sick cycle of you know this is the time of year where if you're a content creator this is when you make all your money this is when you can i could support the podcast for most of the year if i really put the pedal to the metal on gift guides and like Mm -hmm bust my ass right and that's fine I like doing it but it sucks because part of me is like yeah I would love to be like we're not doing gift guides this year or like we're not gonna do I'll put out one guide of you know and that's it but then you have to think about like well I'm not gonna be able to keep the podcast going if I'm not giving people content to shop from you know everyone feels that way totally and like Claire and I are people who buy things like certainly and Claire and I are like we ran a retail business we sold things like Right. And, and so I like, say, like very much get all of this. I think it's just like the like I think I think being a retailer also made it like even like it was like seeing how the sausage gets made or like being yeah. that close to it, like made it even less appealing to participate in in like a bigger way of just being like, oh, like I the only per- the only person I shop for on Black Friday ever at this point is myself because yeah. it feels like way too much pressure to try to buy a gift for someone or to like, you know, do that. Whereas like maybe like if there's like a sweater that I want that goes on sale that I've like already flagged or like a pair of snow boots or like whatever, like, yes, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that this thing's on sale. But like, it's like, impo- I don't, what, what, also, what do I want to do? Be sitting on my computer at like, yes. you know, Thanksgiving night, like right. checking the emails to be like, which and it's a lot shopping? of work. It's and a lot of work. The year that we shut down of a kind, we shut it down on November 1st, 2019. And I had the time. And so I bought new sheets. I bought a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Like I had like <laughs> had a plan of attack, but I could only do that because I didn't have a job, but right. I did have severance, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I, it was really like, the perfect storm. Yeah, truly, <laughs> yeah, truly. Totally. Um, yeah. But I remember thinking I could, this was so satisfying because I got stuff I actually needed and I was able to plan for it. Right. But I could never there's a reason I've never done this before and it's because it takes work and guess what the people who like don't have the privilege of opting out of Black Friday don't have is like the time Mm -hmm. to to do that it just it stinks and you know it's a much larger conversation and too about 
discounting in the way like we've all become accustomed to it and all need it and like the thing I've noticed now is the sign up for 10 sign up for our emails for 10% off in the text message and I'm like what is the long-term effect of that of just how it ends up changing pricing honestly because everybody has to give 10% off all the time it's the yeah. new free shipping yeah um, like and you just have to build that into your margins eventually and it's, also the texting odd. thing is so new I assume because I hate the texting thing I'm checking on the puppy well it's, be, it's obviously because everyone was making new email addresses to get yep. 10% off mm-hmm. and you can't make <laughs> Which, a new phone number you can't make a new yeah. phone number well I guess you can make a new google voice number but that seems way harder it's like a lot of effort <laughs> right. it's a lot of effort right. um and I mean gone are those days I remember I had coworkers who would like scam seam they'd make a new email address every day and get seven dollars off their lunch seamless order <laughs> before seamless like figured it out like that's, I mean, that's where all this comes from it's like it's like taking advantage of like a of the technology that was evolving so much faster than like retailers could really wrap their heads around like who like you wouldn't but, be and, thinking like oh people are going to make up multiple emails to get my discount right and all of that stuff, I mean, all of that stuff ends up being necessary as a, as a retailer because I'm sure those text message updates about sales really do work and getting people on your newsletter list is huge. It's like the only sort of marketing you can do outside mm-hmm. of giving all your money to Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so these things become necessary, but ultimately like it becomes as a consumer, you're like, it's so much work to buy this thing. I have to figure out if you offer the thing. I have to sign up for the newsletter. Then I have to sign up for the text message. Then I have to find the code. I can't just like buy the thing. And so you have these retailers emerging who are like, we never discount. We just don't do it. We're giving you the best possible price all the time, which mm-hmm. makes total sense. But what you don't realize but, is not just about, it's yeah. not just about giving you the best price. They're also losing out on the opportunity to like market to you in certain yeah. ways. And to it's take advantage. Yeah. And to take advantage of the way that your brain has been programmed to yeah uh, view money and view deals and view thing like like getting retail expectations yeah retail expectations. Mm-hmm. I would ra- I mean my mind would rather you uh mark up and then give me lots of this like like who's buying anything full yes. price at, like old navy who's buying anything full price at like loft who's buying anything because every there's a sale every once in a while and then you wait till the sale and that's how it works and that's all built into the margins of like you know, um, we're going to make this. Yeah. And the, but the thing, too, that's so interesting about Black Friday and what's interesting about how people would ask you to get your gift guides out earlier. And I thought about the two. I'm like, I want to put mine out like November 1st. Didn't happen. It's they're not even out now or they're out now when you're listening. But this week is the week that I have to do it. Um, I never I always like at the time. I'm like, if you're listening now, oh, it's very confusing. Um, it's very, it's very confusing. confusing. But at least there was a time when. Black Friday was what you were waiting for and Cyber mm-hmm. Monday was what you were waiting for mm-hmm. and there was no there wasn't like a lot of mind fuck about it it was like the TVs go on sale on Friday and that is when you get the TV and now it's like surprise it's December 14th and we're doing 70% off everything in the store like oh my gosh it's October 1st and like this is our biggest sale of the year and so now you're like I don't even know if I should buy this thing on Black Friday because I feel like what I'm going to find out is that they're going to discount the price mm-hmm. um, further further Actually, something just popped in my mind that I didn't think about talking about, but Target's doing this thing. And I know some stores do it, but it's like if the price goes lower between mm-hmm. like November 15th and December 24th, you can come in for the rain check or whatever. Like you, they will give Great. you the lowest price. Why wouldn't you? And I'm speaking out loud. I, this is not even a rhetorical question. Why wouldn't you just go buy a $1,000 television you should. today? And then be like, right. you had it for $500 on Black Friday and skip Black Friday and just go get the rain right. check. I mean, well, but because what's the I reason? For people, it's still more work, too. I yeah, know. It, it's more work. But also people don't know what the discount's going to be and they can't decide right. if it's like they're, they don't want to pay the $1,000, but they pay the $500. And so right. like that mental ma- that just becomes so complicated. Yeah. They have to be, you have at, to be already willing to pay the full price price right. or like today's price or whatever. At least, yeah. At least with Black Friday, you kind of just knew what it was going to be and here were the doorbusters and here's what was yeah. happening. But now I feel like more than ever between November 1st and December, maybe like 19th or 20th, like... You could think you're getting a really good deal. And that's also the pressure I feel as someone who's telling the deals to other people and being like, you should buy this now. Like, this is a good thing. And then two seconds later, the company turns around and is like, we're actually giving them out for free. And then everyone's like mad at me because I'm like, (laughs) I mean, no one's mad at me. But but 
I feel that everyone's going to be mad at me, as you know, as we talked about on a thing or two, like because I'm like, I just told you that this this sounded like a great price. This sounded like Mm -hmm. a good deal. I could not imagine it going lower. And then you really don't know if the retailer is going to be like, actually, we're going to discount it even lower. You know what, Caroline? A lot of times the retailers don't even know until it's happening because it's like they realize that the inventory is not moving as quickly as they thought it would at that price. And they're sitting on this pile of inventory. So they got all these TVs and they're certainly not going to sell them in February. So how do they get the TVs out the door? They need to cut into their margin a little more so that they can increase sales velocity. And like that's the move. Mm. So really they don't know. I mean, and it's it's so... uh, that's so chaotic. I would actually almost rather they did know because that's so right. chaotic. I mean, right. the idea that you cannot predict supply and demand and then especially this year with supply chain issues oh and everything God. and is like yeah. is is over it, it's overspending for the consumer. It's panic buying for the consumer. It's over ordering from a retail standpoint. And it honestly probably just means more trash and more yeah. shit. Well, and so yeah. many more online retailers at this point have – why can't I not think of the word for it, Claire? But that when Pre-order? the pricing – no, where the pricing changes. Dynamic oh, pricing. Like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like dynamic pricing. what does price- that mean? Can you talk, can you talk mm-hmm. about that? So dynamic pricing means basically – It's airline pricing. Yeah, it's airline pricing. It's, it changes based on the time of year. Supply it and demand. It changes based on demand. It changes based on how many people are searching for that specific thing. It's changing based on like what the other, what their competitors are selling it for. Okay. Um, so it's like, they're like, you know, matching prices or trying to beat prices yeah. of their competitors. If, you know, if they have enough inventory to do that, all of that. So it's like, you might be looking at something today and it could be less expensive than it's going to be in two days, but it's not because someone is like in their, you it's know, like changing now we're the cutting. The it's price. because there's right. software yeah. for this that's doing right. it. And listen, like this is the big box stores yeah. that are doing this. It's not, you know, um, like smaller retailers aren't doing this, but there's basically people who have taken the technology that the airlines were using and made this available to non airline retailers. Um, and it's, makes and a lot of they're sense. all using it. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Um, so you just, you never know. And, it sucks that there's so much pressure on people. I mean, and, and I we sound like such downers, but I was we gonna love say, shopping I know, so much. And I know you do too. It just, um, yeah, it can be stressful sometimes. I really hope that at least one of you is listening to this episode while standing in line at Best Buy and you have a pivot <laughs> turned out of the store and right? <laughs> walking back to your car and being yeah. like, I'm going to go hang out with my mom. Um, <laughs> yes. It is, that being said though, I, I love to shop. I know you guys love to shop. Yeah. I have had some really fun Black Friday experiences. Oh, my gosh. Same. I want to I hear. Mean, the joy I of hear. a discount. Yeah. The joy of a discount. I'm, yeah, I want And I also yeah. used to be a, a night owl, and I used to try to, like, get my – after Thanksgiving, like, get all of my cousins. Like, okay, who wants to go to Target? You guys want to go to Target? I mean, this is, like, you know, when I'm, like, 20, 21. Still have all that energy. Oh, my God. My mom – I don't – my family doesn't celebrate Christmas and so when I now I go to my in-laws for Christmas but when I used to go home my mom and I would wake up at so early and go to King of Prussia Mall or like Balakinwood Saks Fifth Avenue by 7 a.m. because they had the thing where it was the discount was greater until noon so we would be there so early because Mm -hmm. because for us it wasn't like we were waking up after Christmas like all like oh don't want to like let the Christmas magic no no we were like home eating spaghetti the night before and um it was a really fun thing for us like I used to love doing that now it feels like you know I've got I'm I'm doing other stuff I know I loved that it was fun and then it was the joy of the discovery and you'd buy something you didn't think you were gonna buy because you found this amazing deal let me tell you Claire even the people who do celebrate Christmas do that and my mom and I like go to home goods on like December 26th which is like fun but also like oh my god like it never ends like we can't take like one break you know one day off one day off but in the spirit, everyone listening is like, wow, like way to ruin Black Friday, you guys. <laughs> yes. But in the spirit of a fun Black Friday, I would love to hear about your most memorable Black Friday. Anything you got anything you got around the holidays on a deep, deep discount that you're very, very proud of. Uh, mm. We did not prep this question ahead of time. Yeah. So um, I can start with my story if you'd like please, some time please. to think. 
Finding the perfect holiday gift for someone you love is no easy task, especially in the last few years when everyone's developed new hobbies and new ways to pass the time. If you're anything like me and my family, you haven't spent a ton of time together in the last few years. And it makes picking out the perfect present more of an undertaking than usual. That's why I've been leaning on Klarna to help me nab the best gifts this holiday season. This special holiday shopping segment is presented by Klarna and Acast Creative. Okay, I know, I know. It's not the gift that makes the holiday special. But when I think back on all of my favorite holidays, I think about the gifts I got from those who love me most and know me best. Like my parents. From the time I was a little kid, they've always knocked the whole present thing out of the park. Now it's my turn to wrangle my siblings and do the same for them. We're always trying to come up with the best gifts for our parents, but it always feels like when December rolls around, we're in pure panic mode. My parents are super good at gift giving, especially my mom, which is so annoying because if she's getting us good gifts, we want to be able to do the same for her. She's one of those people who overhears you saying, oh, I love that, about something you see in a store in May, says absolutely nothing, and then presents it to you on Christmas morning. My brother and sister and I joined forces last year, and we got our mom the Dyson Airwrap, the pretty pricey hair tool that we knew she'd never buy herself. We knew she'd love it, and we were right. She was totally shocked on Christmas morning, and she still talks about it and uses it to this day. How can we top that this year? We decided one thing. Our money can go a lot farther if we pool it for one big, meaningful present that she'll really love. Last year was proof. But what are we supposed to get? Okay, Ben had a good idea, and now I'm forgetting what it was. Yeah, I was home the other day, and I noticed that mom and dad's coffee machine is pretty old. So I thought it could be nice if we bought them a new one. I actually think that would actually work. Because I feel like every time we get mom a gift, it's like a matter of she doesn't ever want anything. She's like, oh, I'm not going to use it. I won't use it. She'll use a coffee maker. Uh, yeah, she'll, and she, every time she uses it, she'll, she'll think, think of us. It. Lucy, what do you think? Thoughts? I love that idea. Um, selfishly, I was thinking the other day how I needed a new Keurig. So this is great for me because maybe I can take the one in their house uh, <laughs> to my apartment. Well, that's really the important nice. part of all of this. <laughs> Since we're using all of our juice just coming up with ideas, we're using Klarna to help us put our shopping plans into motion. With Klarna, we can trawl through curated guides to help spark some new ideas we may not be considering. Turns out there's a lot of great content out there. So my sister and I are nine years apart with our brother in between. And we all have a different amount we're comfortable sending on gifts. So Klarna makes it easy to stay within our individual budgets while seeking out this perfect item. They even offer flexible payment options, a nice bonus. I think we could probably get a really nice one for well under $300, which would mm. have us all putting in between like 75, 80, 85 bucks. Is that, does that work for everybody? Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, on the app, you can track it. So like if the price goes lower, mm-hmm. it'll alert you. And that way we can get the best mm. deal. And no one loves oh, cool. a deal more than mom and dad. True. I love a good deal. Everyone loves we, a good deal. And maybe we could get it on really on sale and then use the extra money to buy something else. Yeah, like Lucy's Keurig. We may have totally set the bar way too high last Christmas, but thanks to shopping with Klarna, this holiday season is sure to knock last year out of the park. Just please don't ask us what's under the tree for mom in 2022. We're going to have to start planning that one on New Year's Day. To see what coffee makers my siblings and I are keeping an eye on, among other things, Download the Klarna app and check out my G Thanks Just Bought It gift guide under Gifts for All. Please. But I remember, so my birthday also falls around Thanksgiving every year. This year, it's the day after every Black single Friday. year. Every yeah. single year, <laughs> and never it never changes. You might be shocked to know that <laughs> my birthday does not change. So every year, here we are again. Um, and so I was always, especially as like a young adult, and. Uh, like a teenager with a car, but like not a ton of like income, like, you know, your birthday provides a little extra bump in the wallet because people are giving you some money for your birthday. And I was always spending my birthday money on Black Friday deals because like always within days of each other. And one year, um, I guess now it'll be like 12 or 13 years ago, I was moving into my first apartment in New York City and I needed all of the stuff you need for an apartment. Um, and I went to Target on Black Friday, like at 
two o'clock in the morning or whenever it opened and everyone's running to the TVs, but I'm running to like the doorbus toasters. And I bought, <laughs> I bought like all the dash, you know, like dash, um, mm. like, you know, mm-hmm. appliances or whatever. I mean, every, yeah. it would, one of the doorbusters was like, everything is like $5 toasters, $5, the blenders, $5, this waffle makers, $5. I bought like two panini makers. Cause I was like, well, I can't just have one. I have to have two. Um, and, and I stocked up on li- literally everything that was in my apartment that year was a Black Friday deal. Like all my sheets. And let me tell you guys, I mean, no one is, is in the sheets. use of this. It's a this great, like a use, great of it. use. It's a great use of it. I got to go to Target. It was my birthday. Like you couldn't have. I also wrangled my friends to come with me because I was like, it's my birthday. You have to come with me. And they were like, all right. This is what I want for um, my birthday party. This is what I want for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. I want you guys to come to Target yeah. and be happy about yeah. it. I would honestly still ask for that to this day. 13 years later. But let me tell you guys, no one's in the sheets aisle at Target on Black Friday, (laughs) except for me. Well, that's why you got to be just buying stuff for yourself on Black Friday. That's that's the way. It's not about the gifting. It's about what is the running list. And I will say, Eric and I both keep shopping lists, basically, of stuff that we need to buy or want to buy. Mm -hmm. And those things come in really... Yeah. Yeah. And those things come in really handy right now. Like, I can tell you... I need sconces for downstairs. I need a basket for our entryway. I need a divided hamper. I need drapes for our this yeah. room. And that, that's where that you'll find all that stuff. And I know that like on Black Friday it can be like, okay, let's see if any of these ones that I'm let's you know, go to bed that, bath I, that and I need right, right. are available. Same with like, you know, even just like specific like clothes you're looking at and you've got the the link, you keep going back in your browser, like just keep a list of all that stuff so that mm-hmm. when these holidays come along, you kind of got your roadmap ready. Well, then you're like clicking and you're spending seven minutes doing it and yeah. it's like very easy because you've already decided you like this thing. And like no one, you're not like fighting over like the divided laundry basket, though right. maybe you are depending on who the audience is. I mean, I could see myself getting one too on Black Friday, like... But it's not the Nintendo Switch. It's not an Apple Watch. It's not an iPhone. And even... Well, the other thing you're not doing that... The other thing I like about this is something that happens to me on the during these sale periods is I'm frantically looking to see what's on sale rather than just going and being deliberate and being like, here's what I need. This is what I need. Yes. You're instead being like, is there something I want on this page? Yes, exactly. But I... Despite this, I will still go and scroll, scroll, scroll and be like, is there something I didn't realize I needed that's on right. sale now? Of course. But because that's me, um, I just, you know, I have, I, God, what if I miss it? What if I miss this amazing sweater? Yeah, what um, if there's I, never a sale again? Why do we all think, <laughs> what like, if this no, is the what last if, sale? What if this the is the last sale? sale? <laughs> yeah, so true. You, I have to say, Caroline, one of uh, a, a episode of G Thanks that I think back on a lot that actually uh, one of our listeners tipped me off to was the one where you talked about, um, like, division of responsibility around eating, around. Um, yeah. And it and this idea that like you build trust in your kids that like if they don't eat this, there's going to be another meal tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. which like really uh, applies here, applies to That's me and so applies true. here too. this idea of like. You're going to get to eat chocolate again. You're also going to get to have another sale again. You don't need to blow it all right yeah. now. Like there's going to be other opportunities. There will be another camel sweater. Yes. <laughs> 20 that years really applies to me. Like all of yeah. it. All totally. Of it. Right. I yeah. never even thought to think of that as a, a, a division of responsibility, applying that to spending yeah. money. But of course it's the same. And it's the same where we restrict ourselves and then we yes. binge and then we like – do this thing where we're like, I'll never have another opportunity yeah. to do this thing. So I got to do it all right now. And and like you said, it Black Friday can be predatory in that it preys on the financially insecure and just exactly. like having to do division of responsibility. And I will link to the episode that um, we're talking about if in case you missed it. But the idea of like kids it, it, instilling this idea that all foods are neutral, that your kids will want if there's like never this idea that a like a brownie is bad or a piece mm-hmm. of cake is is a treat then they'll become this idea of like restricting yourself leading to binging kind of won't become a thing like it is I think for so many of us because we were always told to eat your vegetables first or like these things are for later and you can't have them now and they're special and this and that and it's the same with money and mm-hmm. buying things which is that despite there have always been tvs available for purchase black friday really always makes you feel like this could be 
the last time. And they make you feel <laughs> well, like this, you are this stupid. This TV purchase is good. Yes. And that a different right. TV purchase is bad. Yeah, why like, would you spend right. a ton of like money? Like a sale is right. good. A sale is the vegetables and in you're this smart. situation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're smart and this, for spending right. your money on yeah. the sale. And this is such a privileged way to be able to think about it. But if it's like costing your mental health, if it's costing you time with your family, then maybe like there's a opportunity cost there and you should just pay for the full price. Like, cause yeah. it's actually costs you more to miss out on whatever or to spend all this time planning for Black Friday. And again, not everybody has that privilege. Well, but yeah. if you do, like maybe you don't actually need to save the the, the 20%. Take advantage of your privilege because yeah. big box stores don't want or don't really need a financially secure person's money. That's not what they're mm-hmm. banking on. They are mm-hmm. targeting people who can't afford a not everyone, of course, anyone who isn't Jeff Bezos would rather pay $400 for a television than $1,000. I mean, course. that's just mm-hmm. math, um, which I'm great at. And But <laughs> the big box stores say, we are going to make this deal so enticing that it is going to be, it's going to be a loss for people mm-hmm. who could never justify a thousand dollar television purchase. We're going to make it so appealing that we're going to get their $400 or $300. And yeah, you're right. Like if you have the privilege to not have to, is it if, if time with your family is worth that $500 difference to you yeah. and you're in the privilege to put yourself in the, it's totally true because mm-hmm. it is a, they're not even targeting us. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're it's it's like a predatory holiday or whatever. Um I it, Caroline it's crazy. to your question about my like favorite Black Friday. Uh, yes, memories. tell me. Um I think my favorite was when I was work when I worked in retail. I worked in like a department store when I was in high school and beginning of college when I was home on breaks and stuff. And it was like fun to work on Black Friday then. Like, I mean, this was like the late 90s. The vibe was very different. And it was a department store that opened at like fairly sane, you know, hours. Sure. But it was like the real, it really felt like that hustle and bustle of like everybody yeah. coming in, like bundled up in their coats, like ready to go shopping, like, you know, like Christmas music playing, like yeah. all of those things. Like, I don't know, like that was fun. What kind of yeah. retailer was it? Was it closed? Was it? It was close. I worked in the juniors department of like a local department store in the Midwest called Bergner's. Uh Um, And it was like also the, I mean, it was like where I learned about like discount culture and all of that because we would get at the end of the day, you know, you'd get like shipments would come in. So you'd get like these racks of like clothes and we'd get like LEI jeans that would come in for $29 that were already discounted to 23 the day they arrived. Like that was just like, that was the sign you hung up with the $29 jeans, 23 like and I was like I uh, oh oh that's, <laughs> right that's how that's this how works. this works yeah yeah huh. you know that's fun I could I would be if I had worked retail during that time I did a lot of food service jobs I actually mm-hmm. didn't work in retail ever I wish I had because I think I would have thrived I think uh, you would have thrived with a scanner oh my god oh, me and a scanner never Listen. met a happier couple um but I think also, just that teenage energy of like being able mm. to like if someone put me in retail right now, I would be like, I can't, I can't do, it. I couldn't possibly. I'm so tired. But I loved doing and price adjustments. People course. came in and like they they had purchased something and they, you're giving them twelve dollars back. They're so thrilled. What's like, yeah. yeah. I, I want to add something because it if um if you also listen to the episode of a thing or two where I talked about charitable giving, I wanted to mention something I didn't mention there. So you can go into a Walmart. Um, I wouldn't do a Target because Target is like aimed at like a different um, socioeconomic class than mm-hmm. Walmart is a lot of times in their marketing. Go into a Walmart. You can just pay layaways. And that I've is really this. fun. And that Whoa. is really fun. And that is really fun. And it's very Santa-esque. And it's like, do you love going into stores, but you don't want to spend a ton of money and you don't really need anything, but you really want to be part of this culture? Like, go I love that. in and pay some layaways. And collect some money from your communities to pay some money. It is, I mean, awesome. it's amazing. And that way, and a people joy. come back and, and their bill is covered. 
And they're like, you don't That's know anything. That's so good. It's fun. That's a fun thing to do. I have a question about your your time in, in retail. Please, please. And I'm hoping that actually both of you might have answers to this as someone who didn't work in retail. What was the culture like? This is a little veering off the topic, but I follow this account on TikTok that I love called The Trash Walker, and I will send you the account. It's Please, this woman okay. who literally goes into, you know, behind the CVSs and behind the Kmart and behind mm. everyone and is like, here's all the shit that they're throwing out. It's like brand new stuff. And here's all this waste. And it's like pretty gross and and in in like a internal feeling way. And um, yeah. They show a lot of like the big fashion brands slash their goods so that they cannot be resold in like a TJ Maxx in um, they don't want they don't want poor people to have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. a designer bag. So they they ruin it. They don't want to dilute it. the brand. Exactly. Yeah. So what yeah. was the culture um like around the holiday season in retail, I assume you get lots of returns of things that are opened, that are used. Like, what does that mm. look like for employees of the store? Were there big discounts? Were you encouraged to take stuff? Were you told not to take stuff? Like, what is, what's that, what's that like? Because I don't have any experience there. Great question. Um, okay, well, in, in like, you know, my teenage, in from my teenage years, we were really picky about take it like if something was defective, you took it back. But if something was like worn or damaged, you didn't. And like this honestly came into play most during prom dress season because mm. obviously girls come in, they buy their prom dress, they return it. It's got deodorant all over it and like lipstick <laughs> like on it somewhere. Hair and they're spray. like, I didn't yeah. wear it. And you're like, you did. Um, <laughs> and so then you'd have to like decide like how much of a fight you were going to get in with this. Pr- and then you'd have to like call the manager or like the law. Lo- there was like a loss management team or like whatever there was like kind of security but also theft and like whatever um because then you couldn't put that dress back on the rack and so if you took it back it was like on you to like speak to it or whatever with with like when we sold stuff we didn't have crazy I mean we would extend our return period during the holidays so that Mm -hmm. if somebody got a gift that they didn't like they could return it but we didn't have crazy uptick in like uh you know poor faith returns yeah Uh, after the holidays or anything like that. Um, And I think because of the nature of our business, we just, we didn't in general have, you know, a huge problem with returns, um, which I appreciated. I mean, it was, you know, I think our customers were thoughtful about that stuff, which was nice, but we, you know, it wasn't until later in our business years too, that we um, got really into apparel, which is where you really see the crazy returns. Um, I, we had a whole conversation on, a thing or two recently about department stores and how necessary they are and how much we're feeling it right now in part because you're like I want to buy a pair of jeans I have to just order from seven different websites and try all the different ones and then return them all and I feel terrible about that and like there's nowhere to go there's no Barney's denim bar anymore and same with so many categories whether it's footwear or suits or whatever where because multi-brand retailers just don't exist anymore you're in this situation now where you're constantly returning because like you can't you're there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to like try on everything at once and they also do but but again though it's something that a big department store or big box store can do because their margins are so big Mm-hmm. is say like Nordstrom's like you could return anything to Nordstrom at any time yeah. like it's nuts yes you could return anything to L.L. Bean there's a wonderful mm-hmm. episode I think about this American life about um on this American life about L.L. Bean employees and the craziest things people would bring back like mm-hmm. like soaking wet muddy tents after like Bonnaroo which was <laughs> happening like three miles away and they're like yeah I don't know what happened to this <laughs> And they're like, yeah, you smell like weed and like B.O. and this tent has mud all over it. And you're like, yeah, it just didn't really work for me. (laughs) Um, And but but like, you know, hassle free returns has become this thing Mm -hmm. that 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 like a Nordstrom, a Zappos, uh, even Amazon to some extent can offer because there is. The profit that is gained from people being like, I'll just buy like six hundred dollars worth of whatever, and because then I don't have to, you know, I'll return it when I can return it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of that. If there's a hassle free return, are. I'll absolutely do it. But like, how? But for small businesses, I imagine that even yeah. not, even not a bad faith return, just even even like a very loose return policy could be. Oh. 
it's like so, backbreaking to a business. It's of so course. hard. I mean, how, like it's if you don't have a tight return window, then you have stock that, you know, is like aging and you're going to get it back in and it's going to be on discount or you're not going to have, you know, you're going to have to sort of know where to go with it. Um, and it just makes it really hard for small businesses to not have that predictability of we know that the things that left our warehouse 60 days ago, we're not going to see again. Because cash flow. Right. Yeah. Woo. Well, yeah. Th- this is why we're, this is why we haven't started another retail business yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I PTSD. Get I get it. I don't, it's I really, can't. I think the industry will come out the other side, but I think it's in a really weird, unsustainable place right now where everybody like wants and needs to be a DTC retail business because that's where the margins are and you can't compete for like add dollars on whole, like if you're on, on the wholesale model, the margins are just right. too small. So it's like, it's such a mess. And I really do think that department stores will return in some capacity in some version and that retail will become somewhat sustainable at some point. But right now it's, it's like bleak and it's going to get bleaker before it gets better. <laughs> it does seem Sadly. that way. It really does seem that way. I mean, it, it's weird. It's weird when you think too hard about it. And so, I try not to. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah. And the problem is I honestly blame, I mean, I blame a lot of people and we'll preface this as just like, there's no, what, what is, there's no conscious consumerism under capitalism, whatever. Like we're all guilty. There's no ethical consumerism. We're all guilty of these things, but I blame Amazon who never needed to turn a profit from retail because they were making so much money on all of their other businesses. Amazon web services, et cetera, et cetera. So they just completely shifted consumer mindset and expectation that forced all the retailers around them to adapt. But those other retailers couldn't survive when they adapted to those expectations because they didn't have Amazon web services. They didn't have all the other ways that Amazon was making money. Right. And then, and I blame, I, in fact, I got, just got so worked up about Amazon that I completely forgot (laughs) who else I blamed about this. I mean, it's also, it's digital marketing. VCs, VCs. Oh, VCs. Let's not forget VCs. No, that was my second one. Let's never forget to blame VCs. I, I, I absolutely blame VCs who also, you know, how, how did Amazon raise their initial funds from venture capital? How did, how did we all learn to expect free shipping or free returns on everything? or and everything to show up the next day (laughs) exactly or to have four free meals provided to us by this service as our trial that's that's why i vc back lifestyle exactly it and 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 that's why i don't blame elizabeth holmes and i don't think you should be in trouble for convincing really rich men to give you money because that's on them not on you it's absolutely it, it is it is and, and VC and Amazon are guilty of the same thing of not caring about profit because they knew that it was going to be fine in yes. the end that they yes. like run some scam that would right. ultimately end in them making money but a lot of people losing money and so you have so many businesses that never have felt any pressure to turn a profit and that just ruins it for everybody else and and the same and then they this peed all, in the like, sandbox is what they did that's right. Sadly. And then it all and then it all also goes back to like Facebook marketing dollars and the way that Google sells their marketing too, the where it, you're all just bidding against each other and you're they're performing in such a way that there ends up being no no room for small businesses. And small businesses have to act like big businesses and then the small businesses die and it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It it's and something cer- certainly a mess. Um something and, we've talked sorry, about. The dog is barking. No, 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 no. Um, something we've talked about a lot too recently is just the like, because there are all these DTC brands and everybody, you know, is making their own product at this point and there's no place to, you know, try, there's no multi-brand stores, there's no department stores, there's no places to try these right. things aside from like Target and bed, you know, bed, they're, they're just like, aren't what they used to be. Um, there isn't the range that there used to be. Um, you just like don't know what brands to trust either mm-hmm. because, you know, there's so many of them. There's no, there's not, none of that like for lack of a better word, curation that happens yeah. when you know that something's on a Target shelf and that yeah. means it's been vetted by someone. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, it's so hard as a consumer to even know, like, is that just a cute picture on Instagram? Is that just or are a those- good font? Is that yeah. just a yeah. good font? Or are those well, actually not- good pants? I don't know. Exactly. Who could know? Yeah. That's a question that comes up in the G Thanks Facebook group constantly, which is why I actually really love that the community exists because everyone can, like, it's like, is this is this legit? Like someone asked me the other day, it was like, if Deuce and Deuce was legit. And I was like, oh yeah, Deuce and Deuce is legit. Extremely legit. Extremely legit. Yeah. But 
I get it. How would you know? How would you know? Because everyone uses the font. Everyone uses the colors. Everyone's using muted tones and like fun and pretty girls and everything. Like I keep getting served this shoe rack that I feel like I'm going crazy because it's it's. Uh, open spaces, I think shoe yeah. rack. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fucking yeah. shoe rack, and they're like it's one hundred and seventy four dollars. I'm like it's a yeah. shoe rack. They're like it helps you organize. And I'm like it's three levels, but yeah. also yeah. maybe this is the one marketing tactic that's not getting me. Plenty others have. You know, right. I'm not like yeah, yeah, above yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I'm just saying this one isn't really isn't giving well, now, me anything but like it's, now you have yeah. these things too where like the, it's not even just like is this just a random kind of shitty brand with a good font but like is this essentially a ghost storefront that's just buying stuff from fast fashion retailers and repackaging and shipping it to you and you didn't realize you were just buying Shane or Zara or whatever it is yep. and then you also have <laughs> brands these like service provider companies that pop up that are like oh you want a brand Tell us the name. We'll create packaging. We'll create the logo. And it's just a factory. Well, or we'll, like, we'll create the product. Yeah, we'll create the product. We'll do all of it for that, too. It's like the whole uh, the whole gamut. It runs the whole gamut. But isn't that just how manufacturing works? Like, yes, although it. it oh, the deep sides are coming. The yeah, deep let's do another. Let's coming. do another episode would, on this uh, okay, one. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. OK, well, we will bookmark okay. it. And yeah. come back. Um, Claire, before we hear about your Black Friday, Erica, was there anything that you ever bought on deep discount on your employee discount? Anything special you got? Anything that you were excited about during those times uh, that you remember? You know, I don't have like any specific Black Friday memories. But when I was growing up, when I was like in high school, there was like there were like parent teacher conferences or like or maybe it was like parent like or even just like teacher like education day or like whatever that weekend sure. was like in October like in October like right around Halloween or beginning of November and my mom and I for a couple of years during that like weekend would drive up to Oakbrook Mall in Chicago suburbs which was like the best mall in like mm-hmm. that region at that time and it was an outdoor mall and it was just starting to get crisp outside and the concept was to like really just do all of the holiday shopping and arms would be just like you know you'd, you'd have like the marks on your arms mm-hmm. from the shopping mm-hmm. bag like that yeah. was the energy and then at the end of the day we would like eat dinner somewhere and like go through the list of people and like check people off and they had that satisfaction of productivity from consumerism that was just like so satisfying that's fun I mean imagine like walking around a mall right doesn't that sound like yeah I don't know like I can't believe how much time we used to spend doing it and like wanting to do it at the mall on Friday night that was what I did every Friday night oh yeah. yeah no it's weird it's weird. Yeah. I loved the mall. And now I've never really, I haven't got, had to go. There's been no reason for me to go to a mall in a long time. But yeah. there's something very magical also about doing your Christmas shopping in person. Mm-hmm. Like yes. sometimes doing it online, like the convenience kind of just feels gross. Like isn't the fun supposed to be like the marks on your arm and like hearing yeah. the Christmas music. And the discovery and, of going to a store and being like, oh, actually that's the perfect yeah. thing for so-and-so. And yeah. going into Bath and Body Works and feeling like you're going to pass out. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just those days are gone. And and uh, it's we it's just, it's, I remember the first year I did all my shopping online and felt like really great about it. But now I'm like, oh, this is so boring. Like, just I really clicks, want clicks, some, clicks. Like, I want some like neighborhood shopping guides back. I want some mm-hmm. like here are all of the stores in this like four block radius or this like one mile mm-hmm. radius or like whatever because I do feel like I did like the idea of like small business Saturday kind of emerging mm-hmm. from this like weird like murk of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever, mm-hmm. like this like phoenix of like we care about small business. Don't forget like, about Giving Tuesday. For- giving Tuesday, giving of course, her. of course. Um, and like – yeah, like I like that Amex supports that thing and that like how yes. but how do we like actually get people to just like go to stores and like yeah. do I think that. actually that the pandemic nice. that's that's another thing that the pandemic also sort of helped with though. Yeah. I mean people re- you it's like climate change and that like you know it's a threat and then the second it starts to affect you you're like I can't and your basement floods and you're and like your oh. basement floods and you're like oh this is why oh this is why I didn't want this to happen mm-hmm. but I think the pandemic people were really and I think still are I think that has shifted a lot for people like yes you get your TVs from big box stores and you get maybe a, like a winter coat from a department store or whatever I think a lot of people want to to just like we were talking about on a thing or two like 
just go out into your own neighborhood, your own four blocks and be like, what can I support? And this is like a legitimate yes. thing because mm-hmm. I think we watched in real, we know that businesses fail are failing because of Amazon. You know, we know that. And then, but to watch it happen, to see your bodega not survive the pandemic, to see, mm-hmm. you know, the store or that has for them to have you- only like one bar, one type of bar of soap because that's yes. like all it makes sense for them to carry. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. really, like we I remember like when we lived in Guanas, we made like a we loved our, our the bodega. We loved the guy who owned the bodega. And we ended up oh, we always bought paper towels and toilet paper there because because it was a little bit of an inconvenience for us. But it made a, it was like something that we could do yeah. uh, to literally like support because I did not want to find out. And like a, then a Starbucks came right next to him and he was losing all his business to Starbucks. And like that sucked. And like it sucks to watch it happen. It just sucks to like yes. watch it happen. And then the pandemic had it happen like on 90 miles an hour for two mm-hmm. years. And so I think that people are looking at the holidays now and being like there's like an extra. So I think the the grim the grim reality of of, of consumerism is almost a little bit like Grinchified this year in a way that I think is probably positive. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah, Claire, what about you? What is your Black Friday memory, your best purchase, the, the two panini makers of your time? I truly can't think. And I think it's also partially because I've never been a big Black Friday person. I've always the memories for me have always been day after Christmas sale. Sure. Also, because also all my favorite shopping memories are clothes. And that's when the clothes really go on discount. So tell us like, about that. Tell us about Day after Christmas. Your winter coat, I would say, was yeah, a good my, one. Yeah, I would say my a Celine coat that, like, camel wool overcoat that I still wear. I probably got it in 2012 or wow. something. Because, um, yeah, it had, it had to have been 2011 or 2012 because it was still at home for Christmas back then. And it was at the Neiman Marcus at King of Prussia Mall with my mom. And it was one of those things, too, where, like, I wouldn't have even known to look. It was very much like a mother-daughter thing. My mom was like, you need to try this on. And I was like, that looks big and, like, not my style. And, like, most timeless thing that I've owned. Wow. Just amazing. How I'm much did you buy it for? Do you remember? I wish I could remember. I have no I idea. I feel like it was, like, 60% off or 70% oh, off or, like, something. Oh, it was at least that much. Like, yes. But in that way that you're like, wait, what? Yeah. A camel winter why coat? why is this here? How could it possibly like be? That's, the specialist you know? part of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, just no, the f- and it's so much fun. That's fun. Finding you know the thing. has the coat? You know who else has that oh, coat and wore it a ton that year? Definitely isn't wearing it anymore and definitely either was gifted it or paid full price as Jenna Lyons. Was like photographed a ton in that coat oh and I was like, God. at the time had, you know, was like a small peak business with peak person. Jenna Lyons. Where, yeah. <laughs> and peak also Jenna I was Lyons. like, how do I, I have the same thing as Jenna Lyons that's not from J. Crew? Yeah. yeah. Man, Jenna Lyons also is one of those New Yorkers that you would be like pop up at the Whole Foods where you were there like mm. or like she'd be mm-hmm. around and it was always like I am so bad at placing faces but you see Jenna Lyons and you're like oh that's Jenna Lyons like you every know. time yeah I probably saw you her know. wearing that coat and was like mm, yeah Jenna Lyons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's I I think that that is sometimes I would like to get a, a moment of that magic back for myself where you just stumble upon a thing. Yes. I don't stumble upon anything on the internet. I literally no, that's, it's walk hard into to. every trap also. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> it's different to be like, oh, I stumbled upon the real real because I went to the real real.com and typed and something filtered in. for this yeah, very exactly. specific thing. <laughs> I yep. think there's something fun about pulling something from a rack and being like, you I know, wonder. when you see. When you see something on like a clearance rack and you're like, oh, my God, I think this is here by mistake. No, it's actually clearance. Oh, my God. This is I don't know. I, I that's yeah, that, that's moments I'll miss. And uh, I do miss about like for all the convenience we got in return. I think there has been some of the fun lost yeah. along the because, way. Because like you actually sure. like, I don't know, that's kind of how your taste like expands too by right. being exposed to things you're not searching for. And right. mm-hmm. if you're only, if you're the one like always like conducting the train or whatever, then like, I don't know. The last question I will pose to you guys before we wrap up is, is there anything that has been marketed to you by an Instagram influencer, not mm. a ad of someone you weren't following or something that was just placed in your feet literally someone you have chosen to follow who is pushing something specific or alerted you to something specific that you are convinced that you would like to buy maybe not that you're convinced would change your life not maybe convinced (laughs) to change your life you're you're so yeah you're sold on it this is you're like this will work for me is there any product it actually can be something you've already bought it can be Mm -hmm. something that you've been mulling over for a while is there anything um from the instagram influencer sort of zeitgeist of product that you feel 
calls to you? This is a great question. It's a hard one to end on. Too. Sorry, I did. I miss the qualifier. I, no, I think. Some, OK, I, you think I got it. Sorry, my son yeah. may enter the room. I oh, think. that's no, fine. No, I, think, I, I said, yeah. is there anything from the influencer product, mm. barefoot mm, dreams, mm, et cetera, et cetera, mm. that you are like, I actually would like to give this a whirl or something that you maybe already bought? OK, this is like not a straight up influencer, which is like maybe why part of the cell works for me. This designer, Mandy Kuhn, who was like the first designer we ever sold on Of A Kind, she's like very, she just like, she's not officially a beauty person at all, but she has very good taste in beauty products and sometimes does roundups of beauty products on her Instagram. And she did a perfume roundup recently where I like flagged two of the perfumes. One is called Mondo Mondo Doll Perfume and the other is Leilani Bless Perfume. And they're perfumes, right? Like I haven't smelled them. I don't have any fucking idea. Like they could smell terrible to my nose. But because she's endorsing them, I'm like, I feel like I should probably try. So those are the things that have been sitting there for some time now. Is there a way for you to try them without buying them? Is there a place to go? Great question, because I definitely tried to go smell the (laughs) Mondo Mondo (laughs) one somewhere and they didn't have it. Um, Uh So it was like one of those like, oh, right, there must like, how do you do this in real life? I don't know how to buy perfume not on the Internet right now. No. Wow. Or at least like, you know, indie perfume or like not like at a beauty counter. Yes. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Perfume especially. You have to be really good at your job to make you think like I would like that perfume. No idea what it smells like. (laughs) No idea. No idea. No idea. And one's Neroli. But like that's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. What what perfume isn't honestly? What (laughs) perfume isn't? And no, I think that that that's a perfect. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. I have two that I've bought um, that have been great. One was a Grace Atwood wreck. She has, she's just like rigorously researches every beauty product that she recommends and and is so honest. And I just, I trust her so much when it comes to this stuff. And she recommended the Saint-Tropez self-tanner face spray. So I had been using Saint-Tropez self-tanner on my face forever, but I've been using the foam. And she was like, the spray is life-changing. And she is absolutely right. It is. You don't have to touch really? it. The, this, it goes it's on like a so mist. evenly. Yeah, it's a mist. It's a really fine mist that goes on so evenly. So you do not have to rub it in. And it fe- it also just makes it feel less ridiculous that you're putting self-tanner on your face every morning because it's just a fine mist the way you put on perfume. It takes two seconds. It's not a production. No streaks like, I'm just giving all? myself a little bit of color. No streaks whatsoever. Oh boy. And it also the other thing I like about it is like it kind because it's this really fine mist it kind of gets on your chest so it, it, you're like you don't look crazy where your yeah. face is one is and a the different neck. shade than your yeah. chest yeah and your neck it just it's a excellent outstanding product I really love it oh, and love it. it was Grace turned me on to it the other one is J C Dupree had on really good sunglasses and I was like I just think I need those sunglasses and they were the Lespec Airheart. And they're, I feel like they're like $65 or something where I'm not going to like die if I lose or break them, which sure. I do so often yeah. with sunglasses. And they're just a really flattering shape and they're great. And I feel like I'm, I'm ready to buy a second because I'm like, I already know I'm going to lose these once I, I, and I lose them all the time. I just need a backup. I pair. love that. And JC Dupree mm-hmm. also has like an amazing, every time she's wearing, like I have screenshots so many of her stories. I'm like, I love that outfit. I love that outfit. And mm-hmm. it's always a combination of like jeans and a sweater, but she just makes it look <laughs> really good. And I'm like, you know what's weird? I don't <laughs> even follow her. I <laughs> like it, it was like I was looking at her for some reason like somebody had tagged her or something yeah. I was like yeah what's going on with that one she has a daughter around my age I was yeah. like yeah I'm kind of like curious what's happening with her yeah. these days and I was like those sunglasses I need those nice and they're a great pair of sunglasses I love that Instagram really is you know the gift that giveth though it does it does, it does make every day feel like Black Friday I mean like I'm yeah, so it happy the Sephora also. sale is over <laughs> yeah, yeah take it it take it yeah. I'm so yeah. happy the Sephora sale is over I think all the oh my gosh. beauty influencers yeah. are I think it's exhausting Mm-hmm. It is exhausting. Um, but yeah, anyway, happy Black Friday, guys. Hope you guys are uh, enjoying your shopping. Um, no, this was a wonderful conversation to have. And I and and also I think an important one. Uh, and and to also be able to say, like, look, we love shopping. We love things. We love stuff. And we love spending our money on those things. But there, there's like another side of it that has to be talked about. I think that that's super important. And it also made me feel a little bit differently. I don't know. I went into this year a little differently about gift guides because I think I really feel that the vibe this year is like 
what will be will be. Nothing could be weirder than last year. So like this year is like, okay, like, you know, we already found out what happens if everything we knew was just like flipped on its head. So like, yeah, like again, to echo what we talked about in a thing or two, like what happens if you don't? And I'm going to apply that to Black Friday and again, tattoo it all over my body. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you for coming. I'm so happy um, that we got to make this work. And I guess I'll see you next November as is our our tradition. Please can't wait. Same time, same place. (laughs) Loved it. (laughs) You guys, I will get a link to everything that we talked about um, and I'll put it in the show notes and we will link also to... I don't know. Whatever we talked about, I'll go through the episode and make a list. It seems like a lot, but we'll get, we'll find it. We'll put it there. You can enjoy it, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Do you think? You just listened to another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba, and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424 245 0736 with a product recommendation, and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. G Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our G Thanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash G Thanks and friends. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.